enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hello, welcome to the Prophecy Zone. I'm going to be with y'all today for about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, I wanted to uh, talk to y'all today about how uh, we are in a war and the chief weapon of our warfare is being disarmed. Um, we uh, live in a society today, as a lot of you watchers know and a lot of you patriots know, that there's a war against our um, Second Amendment rights to bear arms. And uh, in the physical, if your enemy can disarm you, then he can, what? Beat you. If your enemy can disarm you, he can, what? He can take over your house. If the army can dismantle all rights, and if the administrations of the world can take away all gun privileges, then who's the boss? Well, today there is a famine in the land. Amos chapter 8, 11 says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor of thirst, for water, but of the hearing of the words of the Lord. And another scripture in Hosea 4, 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no more priest, seeing thou hast forsaken the law of God. I will also forget thy children. There's a famine in the land because people have chosen to ignore it. And there's a famine in the land because our pastors have distorted the word of God. Now, in that same verse that I just read, he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's also distorted knowledge. It says in James that man will go after seducing spirits doctrines of demons doctrines of demons folks in the last days it says now it says in 1st Timothy 4 1 it says now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith 
giving heed to seducing spirits and doctors of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience churned with the hot iron, forbidding to marry, and abstaining from meats, which God have created to be received with thanksgiving. Now, I don't know if forbidding to marry means that people are shacking up or not. I heard somebody say that a couple of days ago, but I'm, I'm not so sure about that. But it sounds good. It fits right in there, but we'll stay on the religious side for right now. Um, so there is a famine in the land, and technically there is a famine for food also. The prices of food, to know that there's a drought, and the price of food is going up. If we read Revelation chapter 6, we know that the wages for a day will pay in the future for a loaf of bread. So we know that prices will come up. And we understand that there's a drought, like I said, there's a drought in the land, and it's and it's affecting the food and, and the crops for farmers, farmers, and the vegetation is getting burned. So, yeah, there is a, to make a, a correlation, there is a famine in the land for God's word, and there's a famine in the land for food, or at least it looks like that's where we're headed. But the correlation is, is, is very, very slim. Uh, there's a bigger uh, uh, famine for, for, for the word of God. Uh, if we check out all the movements, we check out the purpose-driven movements, we check out the New Age movement, we check out the Mormon movements, we check out the uh, the um, uh, various uh, church uh, prosperity pastors and uh, various movements, we see uh, what's going on. So I'm going to take a break, you guys, and I, I will be right back. Far behind 
or between the unrighteous and the righteous and those who are functioning in the body or it function rather functioning in the church because the people not everybody that's in the church is in the body but everybody in the body is in the church should be at least unless you're disobeying God now one thing that Satan wants you to do is put down your weapon and if he can disarm you then he has won partial of the battle um, and that's the main issue is he wants to disarm you and if he can get that word out of your arm hand or if he can get you to misunderstand the functionality of the word then he has you hook, line, and sink. And our purpose is to pray that God will give us understanding of his word and pray that I can actually enjoy reading God's word. Those are two of the of the of the fixtures of the problem that I'm presenting to you today is we need to engage the Bible regardless of the opposition. Regardless of the laziness, regardless of the, 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 the when you start reading and the, the mind games start to begin, like things that never pop up in your head when you're just sitting there, but when you start to read the Bible, you start to get sleepy, or you start to think about the clothes in the dryer, or you start to get, think about that vacation that you're going to be taking two weeks from here or three weeks from here. We need to arm ourselves with the word of God. It says in Corinthians, uh, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and in spiritual songs, singing in, with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So you have to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and in all wisdom. So the word of God must be <clears throat> a part of your normal life, folks. If you can equate it to um, eating, Jesus talked to, he was led up, uh, he was led up to the mountains to be tempted of Satan. And he says, it is written, the man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And this is uh, true to our day today. Um, I do believe we are in the end times, and we are in the last weeks of time. Um, and that, I mean, it, it can go another five years. I wouldn't. I would be actually, yeah, I would be surprised if it go another five years. I would be surprised if it go another three. Heck, I'd be surprised if it go another year. At the rate we're at. But to get ready for Christ's return, it's one thing he said to the church of Philadelphia, and I'll read that for you. Um, and he was talking to the church of Philadelphia, and he said, because thou, and this is uh, Revelation 3, <coughs> 10, says, because thou have kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the whole world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Now, let me read that again. Because thou have kept the word of my patience. Now, the word 
um, we know is the word of God. Now, the patience is the enduring factor that many people do not want to endure. There was a parable of different seeds being thrown on different grounds. And the one one came to the point where uh, the sun uh, scorched it because it had no root. And it says when trials and tribulations come, they fade off. They don't they don't continue in the word. They don't continue in God because of trials and tribulations. It says on James, blessed is the man who who um, goes through these trials. I mean, it's a blessing to enter into the, the trials and blessings of God. It's a blessing. Jesus provided a way out on the cross for us. And we are to live for him on a daily basis through the power of God, through the resurrection power of God. Um, we need to be at war with the enemy. Um, and Jesus needs to be our victory in this war. Um, it says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yeah, no weapon, as long as you got God's word and you have the Holy Spirit living in you, yeah, it's not going to prosper. But a dis disarmed person cannot fight a war um, that is for his soul. The Bible says to fear not him who can just kill the body. Fear him who can kill the body and cast the soul into hell. We are uh, definitely looking at end-time warfare here because I noticed that a lot of our children are being decapitated spiritually from the church. They're being decapitated because they don't want anything to do with the things of God. It's not cool. It's not hip. The society has told them that, uh, you know, God is is somebody living in far, far planet or society's told them that we were reincarnated from a from an ape and now we're so lovely smooth skinned humans I mean these lies of society have told us and then you get on these TV shows and they want to poke fun of Christianity I mean how how else are our kids going to want to serve God I mean the devil is stealing the kids right from underneath us you got kid number one who's always gone, always living and, you know, always hanging around his buddies. I mean, heck, the parents should blame themselves for letting that kid go outside. And, and, and when he gets 16, 15, 16, 17, 18, stay outside playing video games and hanging with his buddies and smoking weed and all this other stuff. And then you got kid number two who sits in front of the television set every day for for eight hours a day now you tell me who's a victim towards the for the enemy i'll tell you who's a victim both of them just because you let your kids sit now at home and you think they're out of harm's way and they're sitting in front of a television set all day or on a cell phone or on a computer all day don't don't say that they're out and then they don't pick up the bible because you know what it's a famine in the land you got most people who who say that we're Christians. We need to pick up the Bible. This, the Bible is the one thing that we need to pick up. We have to open up God's word, folks. 
I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the only thing I can see. We have to read God's Word. We have to get it into our soul. We have to meditate on it. We have to read it. it, it is more just, it's more important than eating. Eating will keep you alive in time, but reading God's Word will keep you alive for eternity. That's my quote. And it's so good, it might have been a quote from somebody else. I'm going to write down this quote next time I listen to this show. But, um, yeah, we are, we are looking at the Word of God today, if you just joined us. And we're looking at um, the usage of the Word of God. But most of the, most of the show, we're basing it off of um, the, the Word of God as a weapon. The word, the word of God is a sword. The Word of God, um, as as a um, offensive weapon, and it's also defensive. But we're mostly looking at the Word of God in the light of the devil disarming Christians and in in melting the Word of God down. Now, some of y'all ain't gonna like what I'm gonna say, and. What I'm going to say is that you take a cancer patient, a person who has cancer, and then you lay all the Bibles out on the table, and then right beside the Bible, right in front of the Bibles, you lay the food that is equivalent to those Bible verse, the Bible versions. And um, let me see. You got the new. Let me read these Bible Bibles. You got the New International Version. You got the New Living Translation. You got the English Standard Version. You got the New American Standard Version. You got the King James, of course. You got God's Word Translation, so forth and so on. And you lay those books of the Bibles out, and you put next to each Bible what that Bible represents in the physical as far as food is concerned. And then I, and what I came up with is like the King James represents vegetables and fruits and meats, you know, healthy meats. The American Standard and Bibles like that, you have you put in, in front of those potato chips and, and soda pop and then you get you get down into the Derby Bible translation. I I mean I I'm not I'm not so certain about that, but you get down to the to the you know, World English Translation and the Young's Literal Translation. You get to those, and then you, you notice that the Word of God is being <clears throat> taken apart, and you just throw some marijuana, uh, some some crack on the on the table, and and those will represent those Bibles, folks. You got to read the, the Word that is not watered down. Now, I don't have anything against people reading. You know the the NIV for understanding, and you know, and then you don't have to do it my way. You just keep reading the NIV if you want. But I noticed that when I started reading the King James version, I was starting to understand how God wants to give me power to be set free. The Bible says, "Who the son sets free is free indeed." And when a cancer patient eats right foods, there's a chance that they can go back into remission, or even the cancer can be cleared. And, about, and, and, and God has come to set us free from our sins. And if you read a healthier version of the Bible, you're going to be set free. Now, keep in mind that if you want to disarm somebody, you just tell society 
as far as the physical, as far as guns is concerned, is that the guns are the ones doing the damage. The guns. We need to have gun control. We need to go after all the guns as if the guns are what is killing people. No, people is killing people. They just happen to be using guns. Um, so when people say, well, well, we need to get the guns off the street. No, we need to get some doggone morality in our society. People need to be uh, have character. We don't preach that. We're too busy having soap operas to teach divorce. We're too busy having, uh, after every football uh, play, a commercial that has naked women on it. I mean, I was watching just regular. I had my kids, and we had the big screen TV on. And uh, not big screen, we had the projector on. And that that thing is pretty huge. And I'm sitting there, and I turn around, and there's all kinds of, you know, there's a, a, a liquor commercial on, which is just, just terrible. So I just like, man... I'm gonna get up and change this thing. I mean, it, I mean, television is just dangerous by watching normal prime time. So, what does this have to do with the lesson? I have no idea. I just, I'm just trying to point out that the society, folks, that we don't have the word of God inside of us to even know what we should be watching, let alone to 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 speak the word and you know and and, and walk away. The Bible says, "Flee youthful lust." You need to flee the television set as well. But um, I'm going to continue this probably tomorrow, um, this lesson, probably early tomorrow morning. But uh, the Word of God is, at the most part, uh, a famine in the land. We have a famine of the Word of God. The Word of God is not being taught. We, we're too busy trying to figure out what God can do for us than we're other for what we can do for God. Now, we're not saved by works, but uh, the love that we have for God should produce fruit. And remember, the Bible says that if a tree does not have good fruit, uh, you should notice it. You should not let a, a tree that has bad fruit be your preacher. Or you should not have let a tree that has bad fruit guide you. Uh, you should not you should not have bad fruit. The Bible says examine ourselves and make sure we are in the faith. It says in 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 uh in Jude to honestly contend for the faith. Now if you're in a war and you honestly contending for battle and you honestly contending to win that war, your weapons need to be sharpened and ready to go. You get, that's why in the military we always put an oil on our M16s. We always put an oil. We always cleaning our weapons. We always getting them weapons to go so they won't jam. You don't want your that your knowledge of the word to jam. Now, if your word is limited, you need to spend more time reading the Bible to be armored up. Now, that does not take to 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 um, that. I'm not canceling out going on the internet and listening to teachers preach the word. And and, and and listening to the Bible, I think we should listen to the Bible. But I also think we should engage the Bible ourselves and read it and, and study it. And, and if you don't like, if you don't want to read the Bible, you, you get sleepy, you get bored, pray that you will like it. You pray that you will love it. Pray that you will want to get in it. We all need to make this prayer. We all need to ask God to give us understanding of his word. Um, your word, the Bible says your word is a lamp to my feet. <clears throat> yeah, it does. It clears the way for life. It gives us wisdom on how to live our lives. 
It gives us wisdom. Now, now, with all that stuff being said, 30 minutes, I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit about Bible prophecy. Um, now, we we see, uh, for those who have been watching Syria, Syria, uh, a lot of people are looking for a strike from our Israel on Iran. But if you if you just open your eyes, you will notice that it's almost impossible for that to happen. Now it'll be a medium sized war at that because Russia or Rosh in Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine is coming down with Iran. So that means that if you use common sense, Israel couldn't Israel couldn't do it, couldn't get to Iran because Russia and Iran beat Israel to the punch. It's a sucker punch. And technically it's not a sucker punch because Iran is defending itself. Well, you think it will be defending itself. But we know what happens. God punishes the Russian armies. He destroys them as far the the northern armies, he destroys them. And um and here, here's a scenario that's really painted on the wall, is that the hooks in the jaws of, of Russia, because remember, the, the, the book of Ezekiel pointed out that they come to take booty and come to take prey. Um, but one of the big uh, hooks could be Isaiah 17. And it also could be the Psalms 83 um Confrontation, if that's even a confrontation by itself. We know common sense-wise, Egypt is not coming down with Russia. Lebanon is not coming down with Russia. Hezbollah and Hamas is not coming down with Russia, so they had to get into a confrontation with Israel early on, right? So I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying from a common sense standpoint, the next thing on God's schedule could be two things. It could be either confrontation between Israel's enemies or or a rapture of the church, which will bring apart a confrontation between Israel's enemies. When I say Israel's enemies, I mean their immediate enemies, including um, Syria. So my best guess is Israel, the international body, would trigger World War Three which I said in a show a while back, is that the United States will go after Syria um, and Israel will go out with them and they would trigger um, the immediate countries or bordering countries of Israel to start the fighting and Israel will will have to use uh, to stop Syria from sending over nuclear bombs I'm sorry, um, chemical bombs and, and, and biological bombs into Tel Aviv, they will have to respond with a a neutron bomb going over Damascus. And that's the only way they can stop them. But keep in mind, this thing has to happen really fast because uh, Syria do not want to lose their um, weapons of mass destruction. They're not going to want to lose those. So when they see people coming after those weapons, they're going to immediately use them. So the minute the news says that we are at war, then we are at war. 
Now, it says that Western Allied Special Forces poisoned to invade Syria to seize weapons of mass destruction. Now, when they see that happening, what do you think Syria is going to do? They're going to use their weapons against Tel Aviv, against Israel. And what do you think Hamas is going to do? And what do you think Lebanon is going to do? What do you think the Palestinians are going to do? We got a mess coming. Now, Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets. I had somebody, I posted a video on Facebook, and the, I put it up there, and the one lady was just <coughs> blasting me for it. And she was calling it false and all this other stuff. And I was saying, man, you just don't know, lady. And I didn't even feel like really confrontating with people. I don't really want, I don't go on Facebook to, to argue and fight with people. I probably got in like one, maybe two, including this one, in the last three or four years. I used, and y'all probably say, well, that was wrong for you to do that, but I just erased the whole post. If I said, oh, man. Folks, I don't mind being wrong, but when you start telling me I'm false without studying it, well, I got problems. She just keeps coming. Well, feel like I'm a baby or something, and she knows more than I do. And I'm like, man, I'm not even prideful on this one. I'm not even prideful, but what I get tired, this is coming from a long time ago, folks, is I used to wonder why people get on here like the rapture, the rapture. I'm, you know, I'm pre-trib, people are posting mid-trib, and, and they're getting on, uh, on to the, uh, you know, get on the Facebook and just, just prideful. God says he resists the proud and give grace to the humble. Just prideful, just pride, just pride. Prideful, just 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 low down, prideful, and it's just like you dummy. I mean, I've seen people call people stupid, and and I said, now you a Christian, calling people stupid because they don't believe in a post trip. What did Titus two thirteen says? Looking for that blessed hope. If you if you got hope, yeah, you're gonna hope somebody rescue you in the fire when you halfway burnt. That's beyond hope. It's just like you might want to get me out of here before I die. The whole, I mean, you unconscious, you ain't gonna have no hope at all anyway. But um, if 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 before the fire somebody gets you out of there, if the fire starts in a little part of the house, somebody gets you out of there, you're gonna be a happy person. Well, this is comfort one another in these things. Comfort one another in what? That for the Lord Himself should descend from the from the clouds with a loud shout and the voice of our angel and the trumpet of God and the dead and Christ will rise first and we who are alive and remain should be called up to meet the Lord in the air and we should be with the Lord forever. That that's what you comfort somebody with. You don't comfort nobody with and you will see the Antichrist and then the false prophet. And then Satan will go and they will shoot out frogs from their mouth. And then you will see beasts going through the air, biting people, and they cannot die for five months. Oh, that's so oh, I'm I'm just so hopeful. Who's the Antichrist? Let me look for him. Oh, I just can't wait till the Antichrist comes. He's just going to comfort me with the mark of the beast. I mean, come on, folks, for real. I don't want to see no Antichrist. But the time is coming. The time is already upon us. Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, a two-day event when no man knows the day and hour. That's what it's called. 
and to identify the moon, you have to you have to see the sliver to identify a new moon. So it's the only only uh, feast with a moon that is new. The other ones are on full moon. Now, the thing is, is that I'm not going to spend this show trying to convince anybody that the Feast of Trumpets is the time when Jesus is coming. But it is called the day that no one knows because of the, the, the two witnesses come. And no one knows what exactly the new year starts on it or the Feast of Trumpets starts on until they see the sliver and the moon. So it's also known as the day, the Feast of the Doors. It's also known as the Feast of Trumpets. It's also known as the the, the coronation of the king, the, 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 the marriage supper dinner or the marriage supper of the lamb. It's known as many things. It's like I'm known as a father. I'm known as a son. I'm known as a, a, a husband. I'm known as a veteran. I'm known as a student. I'm known as a person who comes on the radio. I don't know if you call me evangelist or what. But, uh, yeah. So Jesus is coming back soon, and uh, that's good news, folks. That's not bad news. That's that's really good news. Now, the generation that we're living in is the last generation, uh, 70 to 80 years, spoken of in Psalms 90, I think it is. And uh, <clears throat> uh, God will come back and get his people. But before I go off, um, I just want to um, talk to you, just ask you all to go visit my website at www.prophecyzoneradio.com. And we've got news and, and um, Bible prophecy, and, um, and it's a good site. And also check me out on Facebook. And if you can, go to the front of my um, blog talk radio page at the top where it says Facebook at the, on the main page. And um, like us on for Facebook so we can get that number up. I like to have that number up to a couple of hundred. So when you get on Blog Talk Radio, um, you get to our main page, um, Facebook us, please. That will help us out a lot to, to let people know that we we have a decent show here. Um, but uh, and check out a show that we did a, a while back. It's, I think it's called Egypt. Um, it talks about... Uh, uh, people need to come out of Egypt, but I, I need—I'll get the name for you on the, in a second. But yeah, check it out, brother Mike Parker. Um, I'm sorry, brother Mike. Um, hold on for a second. Let me let me do something right quick. Mike Bradford was on that show. I'm gonna see if I can find the name for you guys. Um, but uh, we we we're, we're yet to see if we are. Uh, at the end times, well, we know that there are diseases. As a matter of fact, they're starting to mention a lot of pestilences and diseases that are coming out right now. Yes, it's called church still in Egypt, Jesus coming ready or not. And that's a, that's a pretty darn decent uh, show that we did. So check that out, please. Check that out. It's, it's, it's good. So, yeah, when you see my banner... You know, see prophecies on radio news. You see the microphone and the cross, and you see our little emblem down beneath. It says Facebook. Go ahead and like us there, and like I say, check out our our website at www.prophecyzoneradio.com. And at the top of that, our main page on Blog Talk Radio, 
we there is a um <coughs> there is a uh, a link to our website at the top of the page and also a link to our Facebook page so check that out if you get a chance to do that um so the generation that we're living in folks the kids are you know we need to pray for our kids we need to we need to guide our kids um but uh we need to mostly pray for them uh because um we're losing them to satan satan's getting our kids and i know some of y'all don't like to hear that but he is and and sometimes it may be that the the parents were lukewarm or because when I first started uh, coming back to God, <laughs> I was um, I was sort of playing defense, and then I jumped over to the other side because one day I decided, man, this is not worth it. And then after a while, there were times where I had to remind myself, this is not worth it. It's just not worth it. Not like I got in trouble or anything, or, you know, did something stupid, like cheat on my wife or nothing like that, but... The stuff that you do sometimes is vanity because you, you go on vacations and, 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 you, and you get Billy in soccer and you start to lose focus on what's the most important thing in your life. And, and I decided now to make sure I'm not lukewarm when the fact I decided that I'm hot. And as far as the worldly things, you need to keep things in balance. You need to keep things in moderation. Like, I like football. Um so I watch football, but then there's times where uh, I don't watch shows, uh, you know, that have bad morals. I was watching, the, I used to watch the King of King Queens all the time. This is after I got saved, and then I started figuring out that this this show has bad morals. You know, the the I mean, it's a funny show, but the morals there is bad, so I don't watch it no more. <clears throat> you can ask my wife. I don't I don't particularly watch anything too much on TV and I and I get really antsy when my kids are watching certain cartoons and uh, sometimes I'll just turn it off you know and they get upset and then I'll turn something else on and then finally calm down but um, I don't like like them watching some of these shows because even the shows on Disney have bad morals I mean I'm serious man they have this one show these two girls and it's like let's just lie let's just go ahead and lie to our parents and you know, and you know that's going on in real life anyway. If your kids are lying, you know we we live in a generation where where Christianity and people who are saying that they're Christians are are losing their kids because they we have become the frog, the proverbial frog in the water. We the water turns on and it, and it, and it starts to heat up and 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 the frog don't know it. You put some frog in the hot water, he's gonna jump out as soon as you you put him in there. I mean, you ain't gonna be able to hold him in there, but if you if you short if you turn it on cool and then turn it up, yeah, he's gonna burn up. And our society has done just that. Well, we we are accepting homosexual lifestyles. We're accepting um, uh, divorce. Matter of fact, we we're we're promoting shacking up and. Um, Living with your husband, boyfriend, not husband, boyfriend, a girlfriend before you were married, and we're calling it good, and it's not, it's not. But um, I'm looking for Jesus Christ. 
to come through the air. I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I believe that we're there. I don't know if it's this year or next year, but whenever it happens, it'll be in the fall. Because Jesus fulfilled the first four fruit four, four feasts. He he fulfilled Passover, unleavened bread, first fruit, and Pentecost. Pentecost was when the church was formed. Passover is when Jesus died on the cross. Unleavened bread is when he remained in the tomb. First fruit is when he rose from the dead. And in the, the seventh, in, in the fifth feast is the feast of trumpets. Remember, the feast of Pentecost is the feast where the church is formed and the church begun. And the feast of trumpets will be where the church ends, which is a two-day event, the day that no one knows the day and hour, because you have to see the sliver in the new moon, and to to in order to say, this is the feast of trumpets. We're now in a new year. So what happens is the two witnesses, which I believe will be at the, uh, is either this year, next year, or two years from here, it's not going too far, folks. Matter of fact, I, my best guess is it's going to happen now. Where those two witnesses see the sliver, Moses and Elijah, Moses and Enoch, or whoever it is, will go to uh, uh, Elijah and Enoch. We know it's Elijah. We know it's 100% Elijah, but who else is it? So I'll just say Moses and, and Elijah go to the Sanhedrin and say this is that was the rapture of the church. This is Rosh Hashanah. This is the official one where Jesus just fulfilled the main feast. This is the one he fulfilled. And I hope you don't hear my beating on this thing because I have a bad habit of beating on something trying to make a point. But uh, I'm going to take another break and uh, I'll be right back. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name.
Okay, we're back. Um, so the Bible says in, in John 5, the Gospel of John 5, 39, talking to the Pharisees, he says, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they that which testify of me. Now, early on in the show when I was talking about there's a famine in the land, there is a famine in the land according to truth. Remember, when Jesus was at the well, and he's talking to the lady, and um, he said that we must, he says, the day is coming when men will worship God in spirit and in truth. The spirit of God must be inside of you. Um, you remember they were asking, where is the kingdom? Show us the kingdom of God. And he says, the kingdom of God is within you. If you read uh, Romans chapter 8, you're going to notice that he says that if a man does not have the spirit of God, man, woman, and child does not have the spirit of God, well, it depends on the age of the child, child accountability. Um, if you don't have the spirit of God, you don't belong to him. Uh, but if you have the spirit of God, you belong to God. Now, you must worship God through spirit and in what? Truth. So the word of God must bring together the when you read that word, the Holy Spirit is not going to force you. He's going to tell you the importance. You need to get up and read that word. And um, if you're struggling to read the word, you need to ask God to give you a passion for his word because it's just that important these days is that you take that, you, you, you take it to the Lord, take all your problems, take everything to the Lord, including your willingness not to um, read the Bible. Uh, and like I say, the devil's going to send all kinds of distractions so you don't want to read the Bible. And um, everybody can relate to this one. First uh, Corinthians uh, ten twelve says, there's nothing such as common to man that um, you will not go through and you not suffer. Paraphrase, faith, emphasis is mine. But there's nothing that you will not go through that mankind has already went went through, and that is the 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 willing the, the willingness to to um, get past God's word and not read it. Um, we're, we don't want to read God's word because it exposes us. God's word not only exposes us, but it gets down to the bone and the marrow, and it tells us um, what we're doing. That God is disappointed with, and 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 remember, we are born in God. We are made in God's image, and the image of God we're made. So, um, if we think that we're going to live our life apart from the from God's word, and apart from what God wants us to do, and apart from the will of God. The will of God is the most important thing. People say, well, you ask God anything and he will give it to you. And according to his will, he will give it to you. According to his word. And it better line up, stacked up with the word of God and line up and stacked up with the will of God. And the will of God comes from the word of God. So we, we have to have that will of God. Uh, the will of God is the basic tenets of Christianity the will of God is the prophetic part of Christianity that Jesus Christ is coming soon. The will of God is is that we will uh, go transmute from um, this present world, which we're pilgrims, to a eternal world. Now, people say that 
it's more important that we just live, we live down here and we get everything done for God and we restore the kingdom down here. That's not what God is asking us to do. He says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it was not so, I wouldn't have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. That there where I'll be, you will be also. Emphasis of mine if I messed up anything in there. But um, that, that, that's the case, folks. That's eternity. And if you read Revelations, he says he's seen Revelations. It talks about the new Jerusalem coming down. It was 1,500 miles this way, 105,000 miles that way. And he, he saw and it was coming down from Jerusalem. And, and that's our home, heavenly home, folks. New York City is not our heavenly home. Chicago, Illinois is not our heavenly home. Spokane, Washington is not our heavenly home. This is not Seattle, Washington is not our heavenly home. Our heavenly home is heaven. We're pilgrims here, folks. But when we hear, we need to be busy doing about our father's business, just like little young Jesus said. Don't you know that I must be a part about my my father's business? Ain't nobody about their father's business because there's a family in the land, and we don't know to do that. Our people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We don't have the time. We're not doing. It. We need to get about our father's business, folks. That's what we need to do. I know that God wants to give us power to do His word and do His will. God wants to use everyone. What we do for God will last for eternity. What we do for the world will not last. What we do for this world system will not last. Um, only thing will, will last is what we do for Christ will last. Um, I'm... I'm I'm, folks, I'm telling you, I, I've heard some nasty, mean um, news for the last two or three years. And uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you, guys, I'm not a weak person, but I care about other people. And what I mean by I care about other people is I care about people, young kids and young babies, you know, moms, women, everybody, people with cancer, um, and I say, you know, we need to, you know, we need to pray for our our people. If you don't know how to pray, ask God to teach you how to pray. But um, and He's already done that also <laughs> when He gave us the Lord's Prayer. But base it off the Lord's Prayer, if you must. Uh, I think you should ask God to teach you how to pray. Pray for others. Get start. Get you a Facebook. You know, join the Facebook groups that pray for other people. And every time, what I do is every time I see a, somebody needing prayer on my cell phone, I just pray for them right at, right then and there. I got a bad memory, so I don't really pray for people when I sit down in the middle of the night or get up in the morning and pray. I normally just pray for them right there. You can pray. To, you don't have to be 50 hours for one person. You can do like 30 seconds for one person. I pray that this lady's daughter, like a lady yesterday, some of her daughter, and her daughter wants to get back into the things of the world. And I was like, you know, pray. You know, I pray for her for a couple of seconds, and that's and God and God acknowledges that. Uh, that doesn't take substitute your your prayer and meditation and and reading of God's word and 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 stepping in through the gap for other people on your private time i mean you need there is no such thing as private time in these days these are the last days we the last minutes of time um I, and i'm saying right now folks to i tell my i tell my 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 wife i tell my friends i tell my people hey look 
two two years goes by fast, and I don't see it being two years. I don't see there there is no way in the world. I hear some of these people on these shows. Well, I think it's going to be a couple of years from here. That's exactly what God said it's going to look like. He says some people were eating and drinking and giving in marriage to them. No one are. They had no idea until until the, they went to the ark and closed the door. They had no idea. None. They had no idea that the end times was here. And if you go outside and where I'm at, I'm, I'm today is it's a little bit cooler than normal, but this is one of the prettiest days I've ever seen here in Spokane right now as I sit in my garage preaching to you with my garage door down. It's beautiful outside. And I tell my kids, I tell my kids to say the birds will be singing and, and, and the sun will be out and the sky will be blue the day of the rapture. Now, if there's World War III going on, they ain't going to change this complexity of the sky and the birds singing. I say you're going to go to school like a normal day. You will go to school like a normal day. It'll be just a normal day. Y'all joking and kidding around on the bus, and you get in your classroom. Next thing you know, your whole life changes in one minute of time. Of course, the rapture happened like a hundred times divided by that one minute. But, yeah. The time is going to end. Time as we know it should be no more. Jesus is coming back for his people. If it's this year, praise God. If it's next year, it's, not, it's going to go by fast, just like this year went by fast. If it's the next year after that, it's going to be by fast. If it's 2015, it's going to go by pretty darn quick. I got a four-year-old that turned four, and I don't even remember some of his early days. That's how bad my memory is. Folks, Jesus is coming back soon. Soon, soon. And we need to get ready. And on the next show, I'm going to try to talk a little bit about Rosh Hashanah um, and um, go from there. Go look it up, Rosh Hashanah, the new year. It's the new year for the Jewish uh, secular map uh, calendar, but it's also a Jewish feast based off of Jewish weddings um, where Jesus will fulfill the feast, he says in Leviticus 23, 2. These are his feasts. There are seven feasts. These are his feasts. So God bless everybody out there. I don't even think I'm going to have a chance to even have a chance to go and do a uh, theme song. But I might as well just talk for the rest of the 30 seconds. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to extend the show, so God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day. Love.